0: Well, today I want to pick up where I left off yesterday. We had so many news stories that you need to hear. Plus, I'd like to take a little bit of time to give you some inside information about the radio program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Tell you what, it's the first day of the month of February. We're in the year 2022. I can't believe how fast the month of January flew by. I guess, as they say, when you get older, the time, the time does seem to move a wee bit too quick, at least for my liking. Well, before I get to all these news stories that I've been collecting, and there's some things that you really need to hear, some of the stories I'm sure you have heard, a few probably not, and there's also let's say some background to some stories that may help you too. Now, now, just so you know, I've been reaching out to a lot of people trying to get them as guests on this program. Now, now let's be honest, this is not the Joe Rogan podcast with, what is it, like 14 million listeners, so it's sometimes hard to get people to to come on a program like this. We're not as, shall we say, What's the word I'm looking for? We're not as so much into the culture. And I don't have a huge following on a YouTube or, or a Rumble channel or something else. I don't do that. What we have here is just a radio program heard on International Shortwave and also growing as a podcast. That's who we are. And it's as much as I can do just to produce this radio show each and every day. I wish I had the time to promote the show more than I do. I wish I had the time to do additional research. I wish I had the time to reach out and, and arrange to book some guests. I can remember working for somebody a number of years ago that did something very similar to what I'm doing today, but he had a staff those who would edit the program, those who would assemble it, those who would do the research, those who would book the guest, and those who would take care of distribution. Uh, It was quite a staff, like seven people to make that program go. It's just me. And maybe I need to reach out. Maybe I need to take this program to a different level and have more people involved than just me. Maybe God is speaking to your heart. I don't know. It would be a wonderful addition to this program. I had a wonderful email over the weekend. I forgot to mention this yesterday. Had a wonderful email from somebody that lives in the province of Quebec in Canada. And this individual, somebody at his church had shared with him the link to hear this program as a podcast. And I've got news for you. This program is growing in Canada. In fact, later this week, I, I plan to have uh, Robert Metzon, who's of the Freedom Party of Canada, or I, I should say Ontario, the Freedom Party of Ontario. He'll be my guest and give me some of the updates on what is happening in the nation of Canada and also in Ontario. So I hope that you can listen later this week for that interview. Now, this listener in Canada, in Quebec, said it would be wonderful if... If your program had a transcript, well, I think it'd be a great idea, too. The problem is, how is that going to get done? Now, there's some automated software I'm looking at since he had made that inquiry. And maybe it's something that needs to be done. The problem is I don't have the time to then go back through that transcript to take care of some grammatical mistakes and what have you that can that occur in an automated uh, kind of setting uh, for generating a text. I may need some help on that. What I'm saying is, do you believe this program needs to grow to the next level? And I, I would love for you to pray about that. I, I feel that we're getting, we're, we're, we're like the tortoise and the hare. You know, we're the tortoise. We've been going kind of slow, but we're, we're getting somewhere in these past 18 months now. Or is it 19 months? We've been doing this show almost 19 months. And we've come a long way in that time. We've shared a lot of of news and information and interviews. We've watched this pandemic play out and so many other stories as well. And I think that now is the time. I've said it before that the year 2022, I've been saying this, I've been feeling this so strongly since the end of November in December, of this past year, that God was going to just pull a veil and the light of truth is going to shine upon this entire mess. There are going to be a lot of people that will never believe no matter what you do because, well, as the Bible says, they're living in mass delusion. But there's going to be a brief window of truth. Now, remember, the enemy of of you and I, they're they're not going to just roll over and play dead forever. They'll simply also regroup. And that's what you've got to remember, that this this war is not over. We may win a battle, but the war is still on. Now, when we get this little time, it's how we use this time for God's kingdom that's going to count. So if you believe in the work that we're doing, uh, if you think you know of a way to help, if you know somebody that could help, do you have some ideas for some guests that maybe you can help me book? I would love to hear from you. And the best way to do that is by email. And my email address is bob at truth2ponder.com. That is bob at truth2ponder.com. I need to be praying about this during this month of February. And I want to thank those that have supported the program that we were able to pay the airtime bill, uh, bills. And so here we are, another new month, and I'd love to hear from you. Oh, and by the way, I think you'll get a kick out of this before I get into this first story. had an email the other day. I know it's an automated email. It comes from the Facebook team. And they were they were wanting to know if I wanted to put my podcast up on Facebook. Well, I wonder how long that would last if I actually did put the podcast on Facebook. Maybe it's there, I don't know. but uh, but apparently, gee, they're, they're wanting to become your go-to location for Facebook. I mean for for podcast. And as I begin this program today and getting into the news, I want you to think for a moment where many of the podcasts are living these days. Now, I set it out, mine goes out on two different sites, and from there it gets multiplied out to others to which I have little or no control, just so you understand up front. I send it out to a place called Podpoint, which is a Christian podcasting site. And there are a couple of those kind of sites that I'm looking at right now. Because at least when the tech tyrants begin to clamp down, it'll take a while for the other ones to be, shall we say, problematic. If, if, my, face, if, if my podcast only lived on Facebook, I would probably be in big trouble after I've gained an audience that moved to Facebook and then I disappear. Where did it go? The podcast can be heard now on on Spreaker. It can be heard on Anchor. It can be heard on Spotify, just like others. It's out there. But beyond Podpoint and my initial loading to a place called Anchor, beyond that, I have no control. In fact, if you ever hear any advertising at the beginning of the program, I get zero from that advertising. I've just allowed the program to get out to as many people as possible. But I believe that one of the things that's going to have to happen, and while it's wonderful that this program can get out on iHeartRadio, that it gets out on Spotify, on Google, on iTunes, and Apple, and everywhere else, that's all well and good. But I need to know that we can have everybody understand where the podcast truly lives. So if any of those tech tyrants begin to Shall we say, pull the plug? You know where to go. Now let's talk about big tech here for a second. You know, there, an anti-critical race theory parent group has written a letter to Mark Zuckerberg. You know, he's the head of of Facebook, which is now a Meta Corporation, and I'll talk about that in a second. Now, speaking to a, a publication, the Daily Caller. The founders of Moms for Liberty said they noticed a spike in flag post after the National Education Association, the NEA, wrote a letter to social media companies to address critical race theory propaganda by radicalized parents. In other words, any parent that can discern the truth is a radical enemy to the big tech tyrants. Do you understand the danger of big tech Do you get it? Do you realize that Google filters what you get? Don't use Google anymore for your searches because Google will put up on the first pages what they want you to see and believe, even if it's a total fabrication and lie. They want you to believe the narrative of a single party and a single agenda, and if you don't abide by that, well, you're going to hear about it. So... The NEA had gotten a hold of TikTok, not that I would ever use that, Twitter and Facebook to address the online trends in creating a culture of fear and violence against educators as targets. Well, they're not educators in many school districts anymore. They're indoctrinators. They don't teach a thing. Not one blessed thing of any importance They're busy. I've got stories coming up on just how evil the public schools have become. If you have a child in a public school anywhere, you've got to find a way to get them out of that cesspool of sin and degradation and evil. I don't care if you live in a small town. I know in some small towns, it's all right at the moment, but it's changing every day. In many states, the states are dictating curriculum. Now, I know there are some schools that are still left, and you have to figure that out for yourself. But don't trust your public schools anymore. You can't. Even in some small towns in South Carolina, I wouldn't trust them. Or Georgia, or Tennessee, or North Carolina. The Moms for Liberty letter accuses Facebook, of being the NEA, National Education Association Enforcement Agents. And what they wrote, in an era where parental rights have been slandered and used as a dog whistle for so-called radical extremism, the National Education's Association's intent is clear. They want to use any tool they can get their hot little hands on to push parents out of education. That's right. They want to push parents out of education in an area where parental rights have been slandered. They, they want to they want to have Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, all of them. They want the, the, the NEA wants them to be their private army to, to bury the truth. Now, Moms for Liberty, they represent over 70,000 parents nationwide. Currently, they have 167 chapters. And in its letter to the head of Meta, the Metaverse, boy, it's a, that's something we, you don't want to get involved in. They call on this tech tyrant giant to apply the same standards to Moms for Liberty as they would apply to anybody else that believes anything else. The co-founders, they told the Daily Caller that the that the uh, pages have been removed from their chapter in recent weeks. Yep, and the nationwide page was also suspended from publishing any new posts for 29 days. See, unless you believe the indoctrinated party line truth that's coming out of the derelict Biden administration and leftist goons, unless you believe in the, the antichrist garbage they're spewing, social media is going to come after you. And see, that's one of the reasons that I cannot depend on Facebook to put anything out for this program or anything else. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, we're currently kind of on Facebook. So far, they haven't destroyed me yet, but I know the day's going to come. It's right around the corner. I know that they'll want to ban me there. You know, I, most of the episodes that ever got automatically uploaded to YouTube have disappeared. Not that I was doing that, but believe it or not, one of the places that picks up my program is called Spreaker. And there, they automatically distribute to YouTube. Well, I went and someone told me about that, and I went and looked, and I realized that I had all these episodes, hundreds of them, up there, and half of them have been deleted or silenced. So yeah, I can't depend on big tech for this program. You just can't do it. And Google, who's, uh, well, they've always claimed to do no harm. That's that's their corporate logo. You know, that's their corporate. Motto and philosophy, do no harm. Well, they're doing plenty of harm. They're being nothing but tech tyrant Nazis on the Internet deciding what you can and cannot see. They believe in transgenderism. They're not friendly toward Christianity. They are not friendly to conservatives. And they believe in every stupid idea that comes out of the Biden administration. And they just laugh with glee and clap their hands. If you don't agree with Google, they'll shut you down. You know, I remember when I I was doing your weekend show, somebody had suggested, that's when I did the show once a week, I began back in 2015, and until the summer of 2020, when we started this program daily, I'd considered over time to even use Google Ads on the webpage, and maybe some others for the radio program, I really considered that to help cover my time and expense for doing the program. I didn't need much, but it would have been nice because I wasn't asking for people to pay for airtime because it was only the weekend and the airtime was limited. And in other words, it wasn't really that necessary. But I thought maybe, uh, you know, maybe using something to get something online uh, to help, defer the cost would help. And so I was thinking about using Google ads, but I thought about it extensively and I decided not to because I knew the second I put their ads on, I would be subject to their terms for what content I could have on my program. And remember, Google owns YouTube, just so you know, they own a lot of stuff. They own one of the biggest blogging sites that I'd considered using. I haven't had the time to do a blog, but I'd considered it. In other words, they've got their fingers into so many things, plus they have Gmail. How many of you use Gmail? I've got a Gmail account. Uh, I only use it now for what I call my junk email. If somebody says, I need your email address, and I really don't know who they are, I give them my Google address. In other words, if I fill anything out that would get me just piled up with junk mail, I use my Gmail. I no longer use my Gmail account for anything of any importance. I just don't do it. I either use the account associated with my radio programs and my work or my ministry, or I use a Proton mail account. That's what I'm doing for these days. But see, Google now is busy. Using all their power to shut down anybody to which disagrees with the Google manifesto line. Now, last week, many of you know that you know Dan Bongino, who you see on Fox News, um, has his own podcast. He's been he's been demonetized from YouTube. Google Ads has now demonetized him. Like I said, Google and Facebook—I mean, Google and and uh, YouTube—are the same thing, same company. The ban means that the website cannot run Google ads. This is for Dan Bongino, and here's the problem: see, they're the largest ad platform, and one half of all online ads are, you know, either found with Facebook or through Google. Think about that. The official Twitter account for Bongino.com. Well said the report underscores the need for a free speech parallel economy. Now, he put that out on, on Twitter. Let's see how long he survives on Twitter, Dan Bongino. It won't be long. Dan Bongino has spoken out like I do about the, te- the censorship of big tech and saying it's only a matter of time before these big tech tyrants try to decapitate. That's a strong word, but, but it's true. It's time, you know, for them to understand that there is a decapitation. So you look at what happened to these moms. And I want you to think back. By the way, people are fighting back. You know, the National Education Association is pushing critical race theory and all this nonsense of transgenderism. I mean, it's all big deal for them because they believe in all this, I'm going to just call it what it is, satanic rhetoric. And they want to push this rhetoric on your children. Now, let's go back to September of last year. The governor's race in Virginia. How many remember the governor's race? And one of the big issues there that actually, back in September, Glenn Youngkin was down and behind Terry McAuliffe. But because Terry McAuliffe had sided with, Some of the big tech tyrants and the NEA and some of these woke school boards, that little bit cost them the election. Remember this exchange? I agree with your conclusion, Terry, that we should let local school districts actually make these decisions. But we must ask them to include concepts of safety and privacy and respect in the discussion. And we must demand that they include parents in this dialogue. What we've seen over the course of the last 20 months is our school systems refusing to engage with
1: parents. In fact, in Fairfax County this past week, we watched parents so upset because there was such sexually explicit material in the library they had never seen, it was
0: shocking. And in fact, you vetoed the bill that would have informed parents that they were there. You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in
1: charge of their kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write... To veto bills, veto books, Glenn. Not to be knowledgeable about it. Also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, i stopped it. the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know,
0: not I get really tired
1: of everybody running down teachers.
0: So the good news is that enough good people came out to vote in the election in 2021. And Terry McAuliffe, who did not want parents involved in education, he was big on that. You heard him. His own mouth, the words came right out. Parents should not be involved. Let, Let the experts, let the government raise your children. And don't you dare question. Stay home. You don't need to come to these meetings. It's kind of the attitude. School districts all over the United States, they don't want parents involved. We learned that during the pandemic. You remember when we had to have Zoom school, parents started seeing the nonsense that was going on. I'm telling you, they, they rebelled. And that's why, and I'll get to that in a couple of minutes. One other, one other story, speaking about podcast. Remember, I'm just a tiny little podcast in the massive millions of podcast universe. It'd be nice if it grew. We can pray that it can. I'm just gonna need help getting there. But let's let's talk about podcast. How many of you remember we talked about I mean you heard about this all last week and over the weekend, but I'm just gonna remind you once again, Neil Young, you know, from the nineteen seventies had a handful of hits, and that's about it. And now, of course, he's an he's a total expert on coronavirus vaccines. He also belongs to one of the most literally ultra leftist political parties in Canada, Neil Young, and he he threatens Spotify. Uh, like I say, Spotify has a lot of music, but they also have a lot of podcasts. And their number one podcast is the is the Joe Rogan experience. Now recently uh, Joe Rogan had talked about his recovery from COVID and he used Ivermectin. Oh yeah. And it worked. There are thousands of stories out there where this stuff really works. But of course, we have to have the vaccine and everything else is just fake news. Boy, we're going to talk about that further on this week, too. And so he had shared his recovery, his rapid recovery from COVID. And of course, you know, uh, medical expert Neil Young, you know, heart of gold and an old man. Look at my life. Look at, I mean, you remember these songs that he did? Now he's an expert. And boy, I took—I saw a picture of Neil Young from 50 years ago and today. He has lived a rough life. It shows. It really shows. So he's an expert on health? <laughs> I don't think so. But he told Spotify, you know, you either get rid of the Joe Rogan show experience or you get rid of my music. Well, <laughs> um, considering that. Rogan has 14 million listeners every time an episode posts, and very few people are listening by comparison to Neil Young Music. They 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 decided to stay with, with uh, Joe Rogan for now. Now, Rogan, by the way, is considering or has sued CNN for slander when uh, CNN called his use of ivermectin horse dewormer. Now, even if... Even if Spotify dropped him, Joe Rogan would probably still have the number one podcast in the world because he's built an audience. They can find him by name. They're going to find him somehow, some way, anywhere that he goes. So he doesn't have to worry about any of this. Of course, CNN embarrassed themselves. You know, when they talked about Joe Rogan, it takes the resident nutcase, Don Lamont or Lemon or whatever, who who just has some of the most absurd things to say. Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. I I, I think that's important, and it is not approved for COVID. So there's Don Lemon of CNN uh, defending the use of the term horse dewormer when it comes to ivermectin. But he never bothers anywhere in his little screed, his little ranting, his little raving, um, the history of ivermectin. It started out as a medication for human beings. It still is a medication for human beings that the veterinarian community discovered years later had some, some legitimate uses in veterinarian medicine, not just for horses or, I mean, for a lot of animals out there. It is an anti-parasitic drug that, just like many other drugs, have an off-label use. And, and Don Lemon, in his little tiny mind, cannot comprehend that for hundreds about hundreds of years, literally a hundred and some odd years, doctors have found off use, off-label use, for medications, let's be honest. That's how they discovered Cialis and Viagra. They were an off use for a heart medication. And there are dozens, if not hundreds of other drugs that have benefit outside of their original intent. There are many doctors out there. And I'm, I'm re- I've been sending out emails. I'm trying to get some of these actual doctors on this radio program. That have used in the past hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, just so you know, I read on the CDC website back in 2020 when I worked in emergency management. I read the afterwash of the first SARS COVID episode from 2003 and 2004, where 35,000 or 30,000 Americans died from that. They try to keep it quiet and they discovered that hydroxychloroquine and zinc and vitamin C were the best treatment. Well, the new SARS-CoV-2 is almost the same virus just had <laughs> gain of function added to it. And so when somebody mentioned the word hydroxychloroquine, CNN goes epileptic. You know, they they, they just go crazy. They they're foaming at the mouth foolish crazy. I mean, they're they're They go bonkers. Their heads are exploding because they have to keep up a narrative. You know, it's so funny, and I'm just going to say this, and you can take it for any way you want. Back in 2020, when we had this alleged Operation Warp Speed, I think that was phony. I think... The pharmaceutical companies have been playing gain of function with Fauci on these viruses for years as a bioweapon. They've been trying to develop a vaccine using mRNA technology quietly in the background. And all this was from the pharmaceuticals point of view, a quick way to get billions of dollars out of the government to run this stuff to market. Now, whether Trump understood that or not, I don't know. But that's the way the facts now look. They've been playing games for decades. They've had patents on this stuff that made the vaccine for decades, not not months, not weeks, not less than a year. And the same Democrats now demanding you take this stupid concoction are the ones that said it could never be done, including Dr. Fraud Fauci. Uh, It'll take a couple of years. It'll take about five years before you can get a a safe vaccine. And and as soon as Trump is out of office, he's the first guy in line. You got to take the vaccine to keep everybody safe from a coronavirus. What a filthy liar Dr. Fauci is. I mean, unmitigated liar. He is so bought and paid for by the pharmaceutical industry. He's a danger to your health. Now, speaking about the Joe Rogan program a moment ago um, and him jumping off, being kicked off of, of uh, Spotify because they're going to hang in with the guy with the bigger listenership. Uh, singer-songwriter uh, Joni Mitchell
1: me, I'm
0: has announced that she's planning to take all of her songs from Spotify in support of Neil Young who left Spotify after it refused to censor its most popular podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. Now, of course, like I mentioned before, Young said he didn't want to be on there because he believed it was misinformation that's being spread. You know, somebody shared with me this little clip. And so much of the nonsense that we hear is because of the term peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed. And I want you to listen to something that some, This is about a minute, minute and a half. And it comes from a little soundtrack. It's, it's kind of like a trailer. But listen carefully to what a real scientist that has some age and experience says about this term peer review. People talk glibly about science. What
1: is science? People coming out of a university with a master's degree or a PhD, you take them into the field and they, they literally don't believe anything. And this is a peer reviewed paper. It's the only thing they accept. And you say to them, but let's observe, let's think, let's discuss. They don't do it. It's just, is it in a peer reviewed paper or not? <laughs> that's their view of science. I think it's pathetic. Gone into universities as bright young people, they come out of them brain dead, not even knowing what science means. They think it means peer reviewed papers, etc. No, that's academia. And if a paper is peer reviewed, it means everybody thought the same, therefore they approved it. An unintended consequence is that when new knowledge emerges, new scientific insights, they can never, ever be peer reviewed. So we're blocking all new advances. In science that are big advances if you look at the breakthroughs in science Almost always they don't come from the center of that profession. They come from the fringe The finest candle makers in the world couldn't even think of electric lights They don't come from within they often come from outside the brakes We're going to kill ourselves because of stupidity
0: now think about what he just said science today under Fauci and others, has become simply an echo chamber of light mindedness Nobody ever wants to challenge or question or ask anything. We're told that the science is settled on, on global warming. We're told the science is settled here, there, and yonder. The truth is, science is always the pursuit of truth. And knowledge and that's what we try to do on this radio show we seek to find and share the truth even if it's not comfortable do you believe in the mission and ministry of this program I've talked in the beginning about how do we expand it to the next level I'm really praying about that there are so many things we could do but I don't have the time to do it would you pray that we can find a way to get it done as far as paying for the airtime, if you can help, uh, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is truth to ponder 5753. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. And our secure box number is 3248. That's 3248 in Crestview. That is Crestview, Florida, 32536. That zip code again, 32536. Once again, the address 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The Sinking
2: Ship. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Titanic was called the Unsinkable Ship. And it certainly looked that way. It was almost a world unto itself. A luxury ship with ornate staircases, elegant dining rooms, and majestic ballrooms. The idea of sinking was unthinkable. So unthinkable that the owners didn't even bother providing enough lifeboats for the passengers. And then the unthinkable happened. The Titanic struck an iceberg and began sinking into the icy waters of the North Atlantic. There's something about this story that fascinates us. So much so, it's produced several books and movies, blockbusters, even a Broadway musical. And one of the reasons may be this. This life is the titanic see we act as if it's unsinkable the idea of death we try not to think about it we so we make no real provision for it we're too busy captivated by its glitter its dining rooms its ballrooms we don't consider the end and then it sinks you see no matter who you are this life sinks it's a sinking ship everybody on it ends up dying everything about the flesh in the end is just a sinking ship one big colossal sinking ship if you have any doubt about it just go to a funeral That's the end. Now, if you know you're on a sinking ship, what do you do? Well, if you're smart, you get your eyes off the ship and off its details and you get into another boat. You get into the lifeboat. Otherwise, you'll regret it. So the Bible says the way of the flesh is death, but the way of the spirit is life. There it is. There's your lifeboat. You don't have to be super spiritual, just practical. The flesh is sinking. Abandon it. Stop living in the flesh and the way of the flesh. Leave the sinking ship and get aboard the spirit. Abandoned ship, live by the Spirit, and when the ship goes down, you'll still be sailing. Want more? Ask for the importance of being dead. Now the free gift for you. What if you discovered the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, a newly revealed ancient discovery, just as awesome, the mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. It's our free gift for you. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to bring life to your walk. Or a free New Testament, how do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's all you do, but call now. You'll be blessed. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and reach the unreached peoples from every nation. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Tenu, our hope.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of our program here, Truth to Ponder. Hard to believe, first day of February. Where did this year, where's the year going? It just seemed like we just had Christmas and New Year and here we are beginning another month. I want to thank all of you that listen to this radio program and podcast on a regular basis. Without you, there'd be no reason to do this program. And I want to thank all of you that have taken the time to listen to the program Truth to Ponder. I get so many emails from people saying, you need to do this, you need to have this person as a guest, and I really appreciate you taking the time. I am working as hard as I can right now to try to get some excellent guests lined up for this program. And as I said at the beginning of the program today, and I'll just mention it again, it's not easy when you're not like a Joe Rogan with with 14 million listeners, or you know some other big, big name that's out there. I, I don't have that big name. I, I didn't start this program oh years ago, uh, being a newscast. I started this program in response to what was happening with COVID nineteen and the narrative, and the increasing narrative in education, the increasing suppression of of people's ability to communicate. This group think, this mind speak that we're, we're shoved into by by big tyrant tech, yeah. these are the things that are worrying me. And so pray for this program. If it's time to race it to the next level, then God will have to show me the way to do it. And the best thing you can do is pray for it. Pray for this program. See, there are news stories I run, run into literally every day. And I want to just kind of share some of this right now. We were talking about education a few minutes ago. Universities used to be places where students struggled with, with courses like English and calculus, chemistry, accounting, even when I went to college, communication, arts, sciences, and electronics. But not anymore. There are numerous non-academic distractions today in discussions and debates that after four years produce frivolous and, and foolish frauds, they, they come out with a degree and they, they just believe in the group thing. They can't even think for themselves. And some have some literacy issues as well. There was a story that came out in 2018. It showed that uh, there was a high school teacher that taught social studies, ready for this, for 17 years. High school social studies, teachers, 17 years. Certified teacher. Turns out he was literate. He could not read or write. That's right. He couldn't even read or write, but he was teaching in high school. I would dare say that over the last 50 years since I left high school, that education has gone downhill. I'm thinking of teachers that I had that truly cared about their students and truly cared about our futures and they were not members of some union. They were just called to be teachers. I can remember uh, Mrs. Marietta Hopkirk. She was one of my English teachers. She was the, the wife of a church pastor, and she just had a loving heart. And, and she, she helped me every which way she could. I was an atrocious speller when I was in high school. But she said I had an instinct for writing and communicating. And she said, someday, maybe there'll be a device to help you spell. Well, the, outside of a dictionary, it's called spell check. And it has been a lifesaver to me. Then I had math teachers that worked with me to help me understand mathematics, which I ended up using in life in broadcast engineering. I'll tell you, we, we, we just need to understand that education today is not the education of 50 years ago. And for whatever reason, it's been going down a slippery slope ever since. And that's why I I say that public education is a danger. It was a great idea maybe at the time, but now it's been used just like they do in communist countries. It's used to indoctrinate whole generations to change entire societies. And that's what's happened in, in education today. All this wokeness, all this transgenderism, we see schools that have just fallen prey to this transgenderism nonsense. When you think about it, one of the only silver linings from the pandemic was when students had to learn online and parents got a firsthand glimpse of just how horrible many of their schools actually are. And because of it, there's been this increase, this massive increase in homeschooling and a a school choice movement because parents are learning the truth about the agenda of what the schools are doing and how poorly they are doing. Parents just assumed it was like it was when we went to school or grandma and grandpa went to school. It is my prayer that parents begin to rethink education you know, I saw a story. I'll share this very quickly. Where a bunch of parents got together. They all they were all of the same faith. They're all Christians. And they realized how bad their schools were. They couldn't afford private schools. They were not that wealthy, but they could raise enough money between them to hire a tutor. And they started homeschooling and working together with a tutor, and it worked. These students are excelling and doing well. This started two years ago, early on, and when they saw what was happening with the Zoom school, by by the time the summer of 2020 came, they knew they couldn't do this any longer. They needed help, and they put together this plan. I think churches and like-minded parents need to sit down and say, "We can do this. We will find a way." Another quick story to show which way the culture's going in France. They're passing a law to ban prayer, counseling for homosexuals, including from parents. In other words, you can't pray about somebody's homosexuality anymore. That could get you in trouble. And they're following in Canada's footsteps. France has a bill going through Parliament uh, making counseling for unwanted homosexuality illegal in the country, with penalties ranging up to two years in prison. Do you see where this movement is going? The idea of conversion therapy in the secular world has been railed against by homosexuals, and it's going to extend to transgenders. And and trust me, the fines are like $34,000 American and up to two years in jail. This is where we're heading, folks. Now... And just when you thought, change gears here again, just when you thought that the director of the National Institutes of Health and and Allergies, Dr. Anthony Fauci, just when you thought stories about him couldn't get any creepier, I found this story. This is not a joke. This is not the Babylon Bee. What I'm about to tell you is true. Listen carefully. Dr. Fauci's NIH has spent nearly $8 million on a gay sex project carried out by Columbia University targeting children 13 to 18. Did you hear that? The NIH spent $8 million. That's the same people that spent millions of dollars torturing beagles to see how they suffer with sandflies and see if they'll die. They spent $8 million on a gay sex project, carried out by Columbia University for children 13 through 18, paying them hundreds of dollars, these kids, to report their gay sexual activity. The NIH under Fauci spent $300,000 to develop a phone app called My Peeps. They did that back in 2012 and 13. It was around for years. And, of course, since children are not able to provide informed consent to the study— the project leader was able to secure a parental permission waiver from the NIH in order to carry out this study without any parental knowledge or consent. And you thought Fauci was only interested in torturing beagle puppies and being the big salesperson for big pharma and the COVID vaccines. And speaking of the vaccines ran into this story. I want you to listen carefully. And, you know, you've heard me talk before about where we are in the United States in terms of faith groups that now 53% of Americans are not affiliated with any kind of faith group, religion of any type, matter or form. And of the 47% that are remaining, many people still belong to some of these churches that have just rejected Christianity and they've thrown the Bible out they've thrown out the message and they've changed it tremendously to where it's an apostate non-Christian church well there's a story about a church in Canada First Baptist Church in Toronto I can remember when Baptists were a very sound denominational group but apparently not so in many places anymore this guy's name is Wendell Gibbs he is the pastor of First Baptist Church in Toronto, and he wants you to know that God is in the COVID vaccine. That's right. Now, Gibbs, who is formerly an Episcopalian pastor, that ought to tell you a lot right there, between the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America and Canada and, and of course, the Episcopal Church United States, we can look at the... Uh, world of some of the Presbyterians and Methodists and United Church of Christ, all that have gone off the rails, rejected the scripture and tradition, and invented a new gospel, which St. Paul says is an anathema. It is not the gospel and should be rejected. But they do it anyway. They love to hear themselves. They heap upon themselves teachers, and they have their burning ears hearing a gospel or a message that makes them feel good. And so Wendell Gibbs, pastor of First Baptist Church, Toronto, he wants you to know that the Holy Ghost is in the dose. This vaccine has brought enlightenment to a world that is divided
3: in the truth of God's word. And last week I told you, the Holy Ghost, somebody help me now. The Holy Ghost is in the dose. Why? Because this pastor emphatically believes that if God is the creator of the heavens and the earth then God is in the vaccine. He created the chemical components that is in the vaccine. He gave engineers and scientists and doctors the wisdom and the brains, it's God's brains, to articulate healing for the people and for the nations. And sometimes he might use his own hands but many times he used his creative power. To bring healing to our bodies. And that's why he gave us nature, plants, and all the likes. That's why we
0: eat nutrition and vitamins, right? Oh, it all sounds so good. It all sounds so wonderful. It reminds me of uh, the governor of New York when she went to a church in Brooklyn And she's saying, God wants you to take the vaccine. Be my disciples and make everybody take the vaccine. I've got a problem with it because we know several things. We know there are effective treatments out there. And for some reason, that group mindset does not want you to know about alternative treatments. Not that we're some fringe group out there. You know, I'm, there are doctors out there that have treated. I'm reading a story and I'm, I'm hoping to get her on the program. There was a nurse practitioner in Sarasota, Florida, that when it came time at the clinic where she worked over a year ago, when she was told she will have, we have gotten a stock of Moderna and I can get every one of you vaccinated. She said, no, she lost her job and she went out there and opened her own clinic. Opened her own clinic. She's had to fight with pharmacies over getting prescriptions for ivermectin. She has treated well over 1,000 patients. Only one individual died, one out of a 1,000. And that particular individual was extremely elderly and had many other conditions that were life-threatening. And out of her thousand patients that she treated, only ten went to the hospital briefly, and all of the rest—I'm saying—they only one in a thousand did she lose. The rest have recovered. That ought to tell you something. And now you got this—this this pastor at First Baptist in Toronto preaching pantheism. It's an ancient. It is an ancient um, pagan religion. And he's tying this pantheism into Christianity, and he comes up with this, you know, ungodly doctrine, which is more Eastern mystic, even Hinduistic, and clearly, in terms of Scripture, a false doctrine. Yeah, the Holy Ghost is in the dose. I I don't buy it. I simply don't buy it. I hear others saying, Jesus would take the vaccine. Why would he need the vaccine? The man touched lepers without any protection. Now, here's some information. Some of you may have already read this, but in case you didn't, I just want you to remember when I talk about the mass COVIDians and the cult of COVID. How many people do you see to this day wearing a face mask thinking they are protecting themselves? Let me just say it real clear. There are a lot of people that are wearing a face mask. They're they're elderly quite often or... Uh, ultra-leftist that are just buying whatever the government line of the day is. But you see them wearing these face masks. And it's not that they're benevolent and they care about you. They really don't. I can remember being in a grocery store, oh, about a year or so ago, and the PA announcement just made me want to throw up. Wear your mask because my mask protects you and your mask protects me. Yeah, sure it does. That's what the official company line is from the Mascovidians and the Cult of COVID. Now I want to take you back um to February. Actually I want to take you back to the month of March first. I'm gonna share with you an email that he that Dr. Fraud Fauci uh responded to back in February of twenty twenty, a month before this famous this This famous 60-minute interview and two months before the CDC uh, came out with some mask guidance. Now, I want you to listen to Dr. Fauci in March of 2020. Now, when you see
2: people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks
0: Now, real quickly, I just wanted to play that to remind you of something. If you go back to February of 2020, Dr. Fauci had gotten an email from Sylvia Burwell, who had previously worked as a secretary of health and human services back during the Obama years. And she asked specifically, should she bring a mask with her when traveling? To which Dr. Fauci responded, masks are really only for maybe infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected. And he indicated they don't protect uninfected people from acquiring infection. But see, the narrative totally changed. Over time, everybody's going to wear, if we wear a mask and get vaccinated, the pandemic's going to go away. Be a mask COVIDian. Join the cult of COVID. We have known for 40 years, and there's been test after test after test that prove a mask will not stop you from getting infected. But how many people are believing the lie that is being perpetuated by the CDC and others? They've changed their mind. They are only pushing a vaccine that's experimental. They lied to you to make you believe that The Pfizer is now FDA approved when you cannot get the FDA approved version and probably never will. I don't think you're ever going to see it. I really don't. There's a lot more I want to share. We're going to run out of time today. There's no doubt about that. Just remember that Dr. Fauci lies. He lies a lot. And he's always known from all the studies that a face mask will not prevent you from getting any kind of virus illness including COVID. Now, later this week, I'm, I'm hoping to get some guests on the program. As I've been saying from the beginning, maybe it's time to bring this program to a new level. Putting together a program today with all these, what they call actualities or people's voices, it takes more time. I'm going to need some help to keep this program moving at that kind of level and being able to deal with correspondence. Would you pray about it? If you believe in our work, would you consider supporting us? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. And we will see you again tomorrow. This has been truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth to
3: ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world.